Vegas Nation, presented by STN Sports Mobile from Station Casinos. We're trying, like I said, to uh, bring the right kind of people in here, we think, that can build a championship football team. You guys are the most loyal fans in the world, and I know it hurts that we might not be the Oakland Raiders forever, but we are still Raider Nation. I think it's going to be a, uh, get an army coming into uh, Las Vegas. Everyone, it's Heidi Fang here, and we are going to break down all things Raiders here on this Vegas Nation podcast brought to you by STN Sports Mobile Stations Casino. We have the Raiders heading out to Minnesota this week, and in the house to break it down is Adam Hill, and Miles Simmons is out in Alameda where the Raiders are still practicing. All right, guys, don't forget to check out VegasNation.com, your source for all things Raiders. Check out the Vegas Nation app, download that, and let us know what you think. We always love hearing from you. Last week, the Raiders had an abysmal effort, I think, in the second quarter of the game, I'll say, <laughs> against the Chiefs. Uh, that score, 28-10, to 10, the Raiders lost to the Chiefs, the AFC West opponent who they haven't been able to really figure out. But now they head to Minnesota, where they will take on the Vikings in Week 3. This is the start of a pretty brutal road stretch. The Raiders will tally about 23,000 miles on the road as they head out to Indianapolis, the Vikings. They have the Bears in London. They have Green Bay. They have Houston. A tough stretch again. And Adam, a lot of injuries happened in the last game. We saw guys exit being a little banged up like Josh Jacobs. We saw uh, Trent Brown have an issue with his knee. We have, uh, but the return of Richie Incognito this week. So Adam, uh, let's get into first Trent Brown, probably one of the most notable injuries on the offensive line. What, if any, is the update on him? Yeah, well, we didn't see him out there yesterday. Miles is up there, so uh, we can hear from him. But no practice yesterday for Trent Brown. Was told he had a sore knee. Uh, so we'll see what that means for his availability and for the rest of the week. Uh, but I don't think you can really uh, downplay the significance of what he means. I mean, when he left the game the other day, we saw a couple of sacks in real quick order uh, with him not on the field. So he's very, very important to an offensive line that has been much improved, weren't quite as good in week two as they were week one. Uh, but this unit is much, much better than it was last year. But Trent Brown is a major piece of that. Obviously, Richie Incognito is back, and that is big uh, for the line, although we've talked about this before and we'll continue to see exactly where it is. It's a guy who hasn't played a game uh, in all of all of last season, wasn't out there. And even though you know, he was kind of held up as playing very well at the end of his Bills tenure. Uh, I, as a former Bills fan, will tell you he was nowhere close in 2017 to what he was in 2016. So you're already seeing some deterioration of his play. Now he, you know, comes back out after a year away. Now, if he's in a much better place mentally and he says that he is, maybe that helps uh, perform a little bit better. But I don't know many you know, mid to late 30s guys that get better athletically by missing <laughs> a year and not not being a part uh, of a team. So uh, we'll find out exactly where Trent Brown is with his status. There's other injuries as well. And uh want to get a report from Miles on what was going on yesterday. But 
Also an update on Josh Jacobs, who was a little banged up, but now we find out he is sick, and we just learned on his Instagram feed just moments ago uh, that he also has lost 10 pounds in the last few days from the sickness, so that can't bode well for where he is. What is it? Does it say if it's viral or something? What, what kind of sickness is this? Uh, he just said lost 10 pounds. I think it was, he said something along the lines of crazy AF or something like that, uh, wow. as the kids would say. Wow, wow, uh, wow. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. I don't remember what exactly said, but uh, he did point out that he lost 10 pounds. And Miles, that can't be good going into a football game. Uh, certainly not. Um, I think, you know, whenever you hear something like that, it almost makes you in like, I, I don't want to st- say, make it sound like I'm reporting something, but like, that's the kind of thing that Sam Darnold was going through with mono, right? Oh, no. Like, you don't want to lose, you don't want to lose 10 pounds in that short amount of time. So it, it, hopefully, you know, it's a viral illness and it's something that he can uh, recover from, but he already was limited during yesterday's practice with a hip injury, uh, that being him being Josh Jacobs. So uh, we'll see what happens uh, when we see the injury report today, since we were recording this early on, on Thursday. But yeah, I mean, obviously you don't want any kind of injury to your star running back when you're going up against such a quality defense in Minnesota. And the exact quote is Ben sick AF lost 10 pounds and then Face palm emoji. So that you know it's serious when you get a face palm yeah, emoji. Yeah, yeah. That's like the exclamation point of his generation. <laughs> not great, <Bob>. <laughs> yeah, not good. This episode of Vegas Nation will be right back. SDN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. Sign up today and get a new sign up bonus of up to $50. <laughs> So, Miles, you were out yesterday when the Raiders spoke and, and Richie Incognito spoke about his return. What kind of vibe are you getting from the Raiders about his return? How excited is John Gruden specifically about him getting back on this O-line? Yeah, I, I think that they are pretty excited to have him back. It's interesting because Jordan Devy did not play poorly um, at left guard while uh, Richie Incognito was out. But at the same time, you want your Pro Bowl left guard to be back. It was interesting talking to Richie Incognito yesterday, I think. Uh, Just from the standpoint, uh, he is somebody that has obviously gone through a lot of off-the-field issues. I mean, you can look at his summer of 2018, and that'll tell you. Like, there was some wild things going on there. Um, But... I think now what he was saying in the locker room yesterday is that he feels like it's good to have everything behind him. Um, he's excited to attack what's next and his eyes are only looking forward. And so from that standpoint, yeah, it's great to have him back. Um, and I think that really their biggest goal is going to be, can they integrate him back into the offense seamlessly, especially when you're going up against the Minnesota Vikings defense that is extremely good and they're going to be even better playing at uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, which I don't know if you guys have ever been there, but that place is really, really loud. It's tough, really tough for offenses to communicate. Are they still killing birds up there all the time? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I, but like I said, it's so I have been to that stadium a couple of times. Once in the preseason in 2016, I think when it just opened, and then uh, in 2017, the Rams played uh, the Vikings up there. And I'll tell you what, man, like it is so loud. Like it's one of those places where because the press box is open, you can't necessarily hear yourself think. So like <laughs> as a journalist, like that's kind of hard. But a- as a player, it's even harder because you can't really communicate the way you're no, you're used to doing it. So that, it's a very hostile environment for all offensive players. Yeah, but who cares? What about the Wi-Fi? 
the Wi-Fi works. The okay, Wi-Fi good. is working. <laughs> That's good news. Yeah, I know. It's well, the I mean, inside baseball, but yeah, the first couple times we've been in the Oakland Coliseum this year, the Wi-Fi really hasn't worked. So that's been a real hardship for us. Everybody feel bad for us. Hashtag first world yes. problems. And and I should be clear, the killing of birds was not like some ritualistic sacrifice going uh -uh. on in Minnesota. Yeah, it's it, not not a ritualistic Viking sacrifice. No, it's uh <laughs> the, they made it just a very bright uh you know stadium and the birds were trying to land on it, just flying right into it. Uh, it was a disaster uh, at the beginning, but I'm not. I think they did something to try to fix it. So hopefully we don't I see some sort of too. just bird graveyard hanging out up there. I have a, a report here that says as of February 1st, 2018, that 42 birds on average per season have died heading into Minneapolis's deadliest building. <laughs> Ouch! Yo. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a pretty uh, crazy stat. And the Raiders are putting the same kind of uh, out, outdoor yeah. mirroring on their stadium. So let's hope that doesn't become ETF a problem. the ETFE roof. <laughs> the ETFE roof. They, well, they've got it. They're going to have it in the Vegas Stadium, Allegiant Stadium, yes. I should say. And yes. then also at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Wow. So we'll see how that turns out. <laughs> Poor birds. I, I, I pray for the birds. But let's talk uh, a little bit more about this O-line. Um, as of this week, when it started out on Monday... We're getting reports that Gabe Jackson could be on his way back, a right guard here for the Raiders. How key would his return be to this offensive line? It's going to be huge. You know, when they when they get him back, it's it's going to be really, really good for them. And, and I think just in the terms of seeing the line that they thought that they had constructed. I mean, last year was a real weak spot uh, for them. Uh, on the offensive line, and they did so much. They invested so much in the line. They brought in new pieces. Obviously, they paid Trent Brown a lot of money. Uh, they've got you know Richie Incognito in, who they were hoping uh, would kind of turn back the clock a little bit. Uh, they thought that they'd get a whole lot of improvement out of Colton Miller, which they have. I mean, he's been much, much better than he was last year. But, you know, putting all these pieces together and finding out exactly where they were, and then all of a sudden you lose Incognito for the two games, you lose Gabe Jackson to injury. Once he gets back and you can start to see the line that they wanted to uh, have built, they, that they put money into constructing, um, that is going to, I, I think, it's going to change the dynamic of the team, but it's also going to tell the team exactly where they stand uh, from an offensive line perspective. And and I think that's a lot of what this season is about, too. Uh, but they want to see those guys work together. They want to see Brown and Jackson uh, and Rodney Hudson kind of work together on that side and see what they can do for Josh Jacobs up front. So uh, I think it's going to be a, a big step forward. Like, it's not... Uh, it's not going to change my outlook of where this team is going to be at the end of the year, but I think that they absolutely want to see how that unit functions together, and they haven't been able to do that yet. And, Miles, for you, um, as we look at what's going on outside in the NFL, there's a lot of talk about Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's been asking for a trade. The Raiders keep coming up in uh, outside kind of rumors and things swirling about what would it take for the Raiders to get Jalen Ramsey on this team? And do you think it's something that the team is actually looking to do? Well, I think you have to be you have to explore it. Right. I mean, this is a guy who has been one of the best cornerbacks in the league since he entered the league. And, you know, he even said that he has interest in playing in Las Vegas. Now, he didn't necessarily say he wants to play for the Raiders. He said he wants to play in Vegas because there's no state income tax there, which I mean, hey, that's a smart business move, I suppose. But <laughs> I, I think. From the standpoint of the fact that you, the Raiders have more than one first round pick, um, they have the Bears first round pick and their own first round pick heading into 2020. 
in the draft there, they could use that draft capital and go get Jalen Ramsey if they wanted to. Now, the other thing that you would have to probably do is negotiate a contract extension because look, you're not, you don't want to trade a first round pick for somebody who's just going to walk, right? You, you have to be able to sign that guy to a contract extension. So I think it's something that they definitely are exploring. I mean, all the reports have been that. And I, I think that it makes a lot of sense for them to explore it. Will they actually get it done? Uh, I don't necessarily know. If you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, why do you want to trade somebody to uh, – why do you want to trade Jalen Ramsey to somebody who is still in the conference? I don't know that you would necessarily want to do that. Um, but, you know, you you might – um, depending on if the price is right. So it, I think it depends on a whole lot of factors, whether or not the Raiders could actually get something like this done. But I think that if they really were motivated to, they, they could. I mean, if you get two first round picks, that would explain why you would. And that's what the theoretically the asking price right now is two first round picks for Jalen Ramsey. Now, I, I think what you'd have to deal with, and I don't think the Raiders care about backlash and those sorts of things, but essentially you wouldn't you know, keep Khalil Mack and sign him to an extension, but you're going to sign Jalen Ramsey to what will be a similar extension and then just give the picks back that you acquired for Khalil Mack. So you're kind of just right back where you started uh, in a sense. Now, Jalen Ramsey is a guy that changes uh, the complexion of a franchise, a guy that you can just lock down on one side of the field and use the rest of the 10 guys to cover everybody else. Uh, He is an elite talent. Uh, He also has had issues in Jacksonville. And listen, in this latest one, I blame Doug Doug Marone. I blame Doug Marone for a lot of it. I've <laughs> experienced the full, you know, Doug Marone, uh, you know, roller coaster ride uh, up in Buffalo. Former so, Bills fan. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, and I, I would, if there's a, if there's a problem between those two, I know who I put the blame on. But at the same time, you know that he has uh, been disruptive at certain times throughout his career. So, is that the kind of guy you want to bring into your locker room? I would say absolutely yes, because of how well he can play. Uh, but you're right. It's another. He has another year in his contract. They already exercised that option at 13-7 for next year. After that, he's an unrestricted free agent. So if you're going to trade for him, it's also going to require an extension, and it's going to be a massive extension uh, for Jalen Ramsey. So there's a lot to weigh. Does he make you a much better team this year? I don't know. I don't know how many wins he can help add. But if you're looking at two, three years from now, when you're looking to compete, he is a he is a franchise changing type of player. So that's what you have to weigh. When you start looking at him, and, and again, as you mentioned, he he threw out Vegas in a podcast. Hey, I'd like to play in Vegas. The tax structure is going to be very nice. So there certainly could be some interest there. Uh, I just don't know if they're going to want to give up two first-round picks to do it if that remains the asking price. Yeah, I think you would at least have to do one first round pick. But Miles, I, I like how you're getting to know Adam because yeah, you said former Bills fan. So <laughs> it's been a little over a month and you know our guy already. Uh, let's get into this game breakdown of the Vikings and the Raiders. The Raiders again visiting U.S. Bank Stadium in Minneapolis. And right now, when you look at this matchup, I think what could be something that's problematic for the Raiders is Dalvin Cook. The guy has been an absolute beast. 265 rushing yards as of right now. Three touchdowns. I mean, he is somebody that could really chew up the clock. He could chew up the time of possession. Uh, I I think that he's one of those guys as a running back that's difficult to to stop. What do you make of uh, the Raiders defense and taking on the Minnesota Vikings and particularly in Dalvin Cook, Miles? 
Well, I, I think that Dalvin Cook is going to be a problem. The What's interesting, though, right now is it's kind of strength on strength. Last week, you saw the, the Raiders held the Kansas City Chiefs to barely any rushing yards, right? And they weren't getting anything, whether it was Damian Williams, LaShawn McCoy. They did a really, really good job of just stopping the run. And, you know, then Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes things. But at the same <laughs> time, I mean, look, they didn't the, – the Raiders uh, – excuse me, the Chiefs didn't score any points in the second half. And, well, I guess neither did the Raiders, right? But – I think if you're looking at Minnesota, you have to start with stopping the run. And then maybe after that, you can get to Kirk Cousins. And Kirk Cousins has a tendency to make mistakes. Now, when Kirk Cousins is hot, he is hot and he's streaky and he can make really, really good throws. And he's got two very good wide receivers in Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs who can catch the ball. And then also a great tight end in Kyle Rudolph who can also catch the ball really well down the field too. So, but when you look at Dalvin Cook, I mean, in that first game against Atlanta, he was just scorching on the turf, man. And they play really fast on that turf at U.S. Bank Stadium. They didn't get as, and Dalvin Cook had a pretty decent game against the Green Bay Packers last week too. They just had so many turnovers that Green Bay was able to keep control of that game and then eventually win it. But man, I, I, Dalvin Cook is a problem. And then the uh, backup running back they've got and uh, Madison. Man, I can't remember his name. Yes, Alexander I, Madison. Alexander Madison, he is basically like a, a Dalvin Cook clone. They take they take Cook out, they put Madison in there, and it doesn't look any different. So both of those guys have explosive uh, running ability, and if the Raiders can't stop that, they're not going to win this game. Adam, on the flip side, what do you make of the Vikings defense right now against the run? They are second in the NFL overall. They're in the top five. Uh, how staunch is this defense and how difficult is it going to be for the Raiders to penetrate it, especially when you got Josh Jacobs right now on Twitter talking about ha having lost 10 pounds and being sick? Yeah, I mean, they've been really good against the run. I think you can look at week one. They played Atlanta. They had a big lead. Atlanta didn't really want to run the ball. And Atlanta can't block us right now uh, if we try to go out and play against them. So uh, I, I throw that out a little bit. But last week, Green Bay had a lead. Uh, they wanted to run the ball. They tried uh, to run the ball quite a bit, and they just really couldn't get a whole lot going against Minnesota. They're really good defensively, and they're good. Uh, we see great against the run so far by the numbers, but they've also been really good against the pass. They just are a really, really good defensive team and a team that is now building around that a little bit, trying to use use the run a lot more uh, with Dalvin Cook and kind of take the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands at times and only have him make plays when they really need him to. So, uh, I, I think this is just a really, really good challenge for the Raiders uh, to go up against and see kind of where they stand right now. But again, we've we've mentioned it. We're going to find out about Trent Brown. If you go into this game without Trent Brown, good luck. I, I just I don't know what they're going to be able to do uh, either against the run or the pass because we saw uh, the pass protection kind of break down without him. And uh, I, I don't know how you're going to be able to run the ball against this team without uh, a guy that's that important to uh, your team. But again, we'll find out as it gets closer to the game exactly where he stands. It doesn't seem to be any kind of long injury, just uh, as we heard yesterday, a sore knee. So uh, that is a big, big factor. Uh, but I think this will tell a lot about exactly where the Raiders offense is. They're going to need a couple of things. They need a secondary receiver to emerge. And who knows with uh, with Tyrell Williams kind of ailing from that hip injury uh, where he's going to be exactly. So you're going to need guys in the passing game to kind of step up. 
Uh, and you're certainly going to have to be able to run the ball. And as we talked about, Josh Jacobs ailing, Trent Brown ailing, that's that's a big challenge. And so, Miles, do you have any update? Actually, Adam brought it up on Tyrell Williams. I've read that he wants to go, but do you think that he is ready to go? Well, as he was practicing yesterday. So, I mean, I don't necessarily know any more than you guys um, so than it's been reported, right? I mean, because that, that was off the injury report yesterday. And unfortunately, we didn't get to see the stretching portion of practice because I think they canceled it. They probably took uh, – they made it a little bit of a lighter day. It was actually raining up here yesterday. So that was probably part of it. And then also you had – um, I think they backed off a little bit in practice. So you did have Tyrell Williams, who was limited. Um, Derek Carr actually said that he took most of the reps regardless. So it was kind of a little bit of incongruity when you have like that limited on the practice report. And then like Derek Carr's like, oh, yeah, he's taking all these reps. So I don't know whatever that means. But I, I think when you have Williams is practicing, uh, we'll see if Josh Jacobs practices today. That's an, that's going to be an important factor. Um, but I think the, the biggest concern, at least for me right now, would be Trent Brown because he did not practice on Wednesday. And whenever you're not practicing at the start of the week, sometimes that can be okay. He's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. But if that continues into Thursday and Friday, that is something that you want you would be concerned about. And I think, you know, we've talked about it a little bit earlier when it comes to the crowd noise and different things like that. And that defensive line for the Minnesota Vikings is so good. You need Trent Brown in this game. And I mean, we saw it last week when Trent Brown goes out, you get back to back sacks on Derek Carr. It's not it's going to be that kind of game where they're going to bring pressure on you and it's going to be hard to communicate because like we said that the environment there is so loud so you need Trent Brown to be available if he can go all right let's get into the picks for the week last time the Raiders faced the Vikings it was November 15th 2015 in Oakland final score Vikings 30 Raiders 14 I don't know, but that sounds pretty much like what I would expect this final to be as they head into Minneapolis. Um, I'm actually thinking that the Vikings pull this one off, that they come ahead probably just as the last score was. But, you know, uh, I I think that it's very feasible for them to do against the Raiders right now. And this road stretch again, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, this is a tough road stretch for this team of course the London game being a home game but that it's quite a far ways from home Adam what do you have on this game uh, what's the line you're, you're pretty good with the betting and where you know the points are who's laying what um what do you have from the betting aspect of this and what is your pick for the game yeah Vikings are seven and a half last uh, last I looked at it so a little more than a touchdown favorite that sounds about right I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of offense from the Raiders in this one. Uh, last week, they got 10 points against a, a very below average Chiefs defense. Uh, I don't know how they get a whole lot more than that, especially uh, looking at some of the injuries and the potential for uh, having maybe some guys not play on Sunday. And we'll see exactly how that turns out. But uh, I think they, I think 10 again is probably about right. And uh, I don't think the Vikings are very explosive, but I'll say uh, 23 to 10. Okay, Miles, what do you got? Mm, I would say 27, uh, I don't know, 20, 20, 27, 15, 27, 17. Uh, I really, I really I'm want not, 15. I'm not really like good at five. Well, because I'm thinking about field goals and like going for two. I, it's, I think it's going to be very hard for the Raiders to score on this defense in that building. I think 
that they're going to have to get some field goals. And I think that the Vikings can force a lot, can force some turnovers. And I, I think that's what's going to be your problem. I, I, because we've seen the Raiders be able to move the ball. They have weapons, whether it's Darren Waller, Tyrell Williams, Derek Carrier caught an intermediate to deep pass last week. And so there are ways that the Raiders can move the ball. What I guess I just don't trust is them not turning the ball over. I, Derek Carr has to be able to make really good decisions with the football. And you know, we talked about, I think on the last episode of the podcast, the whole, you know, was it offensive pass interference? You know, was when he was trying to throw to Ryan Grant, right? And then that ball gets picked off and they're mad and whatnot. It's just, can you avoid the big turnover? I, I don't know that you're going to be able to do that in that building. If they, If the Raiders can avoid turnovers and play clean, and, you know, stop the run on the other side, they're actually got a pretty good shot to win this game. But I I don't know that that's going to happen. So that's why I guess I, w- I would pick the Vikings. I'll say 27-17. How if, about that? Sorry, if they get that 15 with five field goals, it's the return of Daniel Carlson to Minnesota, uh, and they've expressed – uh, I know Zimmer expressed some regret at letting Carlson go. Uh, so his return and kicking five field goals would be would be perfect. It would. It would. It would be really nice. But it would. I think the nicest thing for Daniel Carlson would be able to would be him like being able to kick a game winning field goal. And so like if it were, I don't know, like 17 to 14, that would be cool for him. And I, I think but it, it's so funny because we talked to Daniel Carlson in the locker room yesterday and he was saying like, you know, I know that this is going to be a story and like you guys want it to be, but I'm not that concerned about it. And it just <laughs> it seems that like that's his kind of demeanor. And he said, you know, I am really happy with where I am now, you know, with my faith base, like this is God's plan and God worked it out to where I'm in a better situation and blah, blah, blah. And like he said, it was tough to be cut after being a fifth round pick and whatnot. But he also understood that it's a business. And like I said, you know, he just feels like he's in a good situation now. So it is interesting that Daniel Carlson will have this opportunity to kind of rub it in, you know, Mike Zimmer's face a little bit. But I don't know. It's just like I said, it it's going to be a, can they avoid the big turnover? And I think it's just going to be really tough. And again, penalties too on such a young team, but that'll do it for this podcast at the Vegas nation. And we will get back to you when the game is over on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings, the Raiders now on the road until November 3rd, when they return home to face the lions. Uh, you can catch every game rank cap, every game preview during the season on VegasNation.com, the Vegas nation app or ReviewJournal.com slash podcast, or find us anywhere else you get your shows from Vegas nation is brought to you by STN sports mobile from stations casino. And you can also find us online on Twitter at miles, a Simmons at Adam Hill, LVRJ, and I am at Heidi Fang. For the guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back on Sunday.